Hey friends, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that self-reflection is a healthy strategic move for all of us. We've been exploring this question on the podcast as we learn beside you because we want to understand how to navigate this brave new world we find ourselves standing in today. Over the next two weeks, we're going to unpack what we think are the top 10 greatest opportunities for nonprofit growth in 2021. Thanks for coming along. We hope you get something out of this. Hey, I'm John. And I'm Becky. And this is the We Are For Good podcast. Nonprofits are faced with more challenges to accomplish their missions and the growing pressure to do more, raise more, and be more for the causes that improve our world. We're here to learn with you from some of the best in the industry, bringing the most innovative ideas, inspirational stories, all to create an impact uprising. So welcome to the good community. We're nonprofit professionals, philanthropists, world changers, and rabid fans who are striving to bring a little more goodness into the world. So let's get started. Becky, that was such a dramatic intro. (laughs) (laughs) These are dramatic times, my friend. They are. And we also need a little bit of levity. So hopefully we can bring you both those things today. Yeah, yeah. it's been kind of a heavy week, but um, we wanted to go out kind of um, on a high note and give you some great tips and give you some things to think about that we hope are going to come into your little space in the world and maybe transform it a little bit. I know like it has been such like everybody, right? Taking the last couple of weeks and just kind of reflect on everything that was 2020. And we got to do that as a team. I hope you've gotten to listen to our recap episode because we relived a lot of our favorite moments and funny moments. But when you kind of zoom out even further, um, Becky led this effort, which I loved so much. She really zoomed out and sat down and really thought, what are the big trends that we've been witness to? You know, we get this opportunity to talk to what I think are some of the greatest brains in the industry that are doing innovative things. And just things start to bubble to the top because you start to hear trends, you know, and you start to hear what the movers and shakers are talking about. And um, we wanted to unpack those for you today, at least start to unpack them today. I just think that when you have 59 episodes (laughs) and you're bringing in like-minded individuals who are open to the idea that there is a lot that needs to be innovative Mm -hmm and revolutionized in our space that you start to get some brain power together, some creativity, some innovation. You pair that with empathy and Mm. it just kind of explodes in a way that I can get so excited about. And so this just naturally was inspired by our incredible guests and not just our guests. I mean, I think that the way the community has been pouring in to this story and this narrative of kind of um, creating this impact uprising is something that has led us to to kind of lift these top 10 things up to the top. And we're going to cover the first five today. Yeah. Can't wait. So, okay. I think number one, this is so key. And it came up early in episode 15 with Bridget Zorn. So go back and bookmark that one if you haven't listened. But never has corporate values, organizational values, and ethos been more essential to drive innovation? And I think in a year like 2020, where we all had best laid plans and then everything's, you know, and it continues to fall in a lot of ways, that we have got to be so clear on our true north and what are the values that embody what we're here to do and then be very open-handed to how that is interpreted, right? Into how that it plays out. And I love that you can be values-based, but you can, it can take a lot of different shapes and forms of how you actually deliver your mission. We get to see so much of that in 2020 and in the way that you connect with donors in unique, you know, ways. 
but the values is like this North star because it is paramount. And I think the way that we've explored talking to donors about their values is really, really key. I don't think I ever honestly thought too much about it until we started exploring it on this podcast, which tells me how narrow my thinking was prior to just exploring these conversations. Because for anyone who's ever heard of the adage, you can really tell what someone is made up of, you know, once they've been through a crisis. Well, we've all been through a crisis this year. And I feel like it's put a mirror up to all of us individually. And some of us like what we see and some of us don't like what we see. And I, and I mean that also from an organizational standpoint, I think we have to look at ourselves organizationally and say, who are we? Mm -hmm. What are we standing for? Where are the areas that we are not content with how we're growing, how we're evolving, how we're lifting up our people, how we're honoring uh, these generous gifts to our uh, organization. So, So um, I love that you brought up Bridget Zorn, and she actually has a really great um, resource. If you'll go to our show notes, um, which we'll link in um, in in this episode's show notes, um, for walking through how to identify your values and how to see which ones kind of rise to the top. So really encourage everyone to go and check that out if this is a place where you feel like your organization needs to grow and needs to get a reset. So part of it is just getting right with who you are as an organization, as a person, But um, I love that we just had this conversation with Mallory Erickson this week. I hope you've gotten to listen to episode 60. But she challenges us that to find these power partners that she talks about. This is donors that you sync with at a really great deep level. It's not a gift because of peerage, because they feel bad or their friend (laughs) made them come to an event, the guilt (laughs) gift. It's about people that you register with on all these levels because you align values. I mean, that is where the space that we need to land. And it, it coincides with this abundance mindset that we talk about all the time is that there is enough. There's people that are going to be passionate about those things. As you get clear about what your things are, then you can find your tribe. And I just think that that is key. That is definitely number one for us. Yes, it is. Uh, Number two is having a digital, a solid digital presence and a band of passionate believers in that digital space. So having your mission on a digital platform, and I'm not just talking about your website, because that's a space where people come to you. We want you to challenge yourself to think about where are my donors, and I need to go and meet them in the spaces where they're at, in the spaces where they're most comfortable. And we talk about this a lot just in terms of that doesn't mean you need to go start a TikTok account, and you need to start, you know, uh, Snapchat filters, or whatever it is. It's like, Take a look at your organization, take a look at your base and see who they are. And if you have a ton of millennials, then that's really going to create a different sort of communication strategy to build community. And you need to go into that space. And that is a space where um, I think Matthew Zachary, who came on in season one, he was um, episode 51 for anyone who wants to go back and check that out. I mean, here is an individual who created community online before having online community was very cool. And Mm -hmm. he found a band of people um, who were kind of just wandering, looking for their space, looking for their tribe of people. And 
he built it. And if you build it, it will, he, they will come. That's kind of his mentality for it. And so find your people. You need to boost that digital presence wherever you are. You need to be put pouring content into that, um, wherever that space is. And you need to be engaging. Once you put that content out there, it's not enough for us to just be posting. We need to be asking questions. We need to be inviting people to storytell and connect with us. And there's so many just easy avenues. I think that you can do that in a way that's automated and is not going to take a ton of your time. Okay. Another trend is that event fundraising as we knew it is going to be a thing of the past. This is not a shocker, right? We're still all trying to pivot to, are we doing virtual? Are we doing hybrid? Are we doing outdoor? What are we doing? Um, but this is a space that I think that everybody is looking for answers and it's something that we felt really passionate to curate into this season's podcast. Um, you know, we just had a really powerful interview that we're going to share with you really soon with Lindsay Martin Bilbrey. And she has been in the event sector for a long time. And she had actually moved into the digital space in advance of all of COVID happening. And so she brought a lot of nuance to this discussion that I think is really helpful as you think through it. And this is definitely a trend, but something that she lifts is as you think about your events it's not just, there's not going to be a template that fits for everybody. You need to start by looking at what's your mission, what makes you special, what makes you unique, and turn that into a memorable, engaging, emotional experience for people to be a part of. And I think it's great because for those of us that don't like business as usual, it like drives us crazy that we do the same things over and over again. It's this call to do better than just yeah. make put it online. It's how do you actually experience your mission in a tangible way, um, in people's homes or, you know, in some kind of way other than that. Yeah. I love that conversation with Lindsay. And I really, I think people are really going to enjoy that when that drops in a couple of weeks, but something else she said that really resonated with me is you shouldn't be thinking of an event planner. You should be thinking of it in a way where you're an event strategist because Mm -hmm. an event again is not just a tactic. It really should be a strategy that's in your entire arsenal. And I really want to give a shout out to the nonprofits out there who pivoted in 2020 and came up with unbelievably creative ways to reimagine their events. I mean, we saw um, drive-in movie galas. We saw (laughs) virtual auctions, um, Zoom volunteer trainings. There were um, drive-up book fairs. I mean, there were just so many just creative ways to engage that I think still make people smile. And, you know, I think Zoom fatigue is something that a lot of people are talking about right now, but it is what it is, (laughs) folks, you know, unless you're on Teams or something else, we have to find platforms where we can stream and connect. And I still think that there are ways that we can do it very humanly, very personably, and we can still hit those fundraising goals while still using the event to move someone through the pipeline. So it may be old, the ways of old of your may be gone, but um, I'm really excited about even the, the possibility of having hybrid events in the future once we roll past a pandemic. I agree because events should not just be so singular. You know, you should really look at it as how does it fit into your overall strategy of cultivating donors and bringing them through that experience. So it's a calling to level up in a really powerful way. Yep. Okay, number four. <laughs> this um, is one of our favorites. I know. Well, it's it's our company value number one, but I, I 
want to make sure that it is a trend because it should be the base foundation of everything that we do, which is number four, everyone matters. So if you are not valuing your lowest donors' time, their attention, their giving trends to make them feel like a rock star, rock star donor, then you're probably just missing out on an opportunity to cultivate future rabid fans and believers in your mission. And, you know, I, I just think John has, you're going to get really embarrassed. John has a design genius like I have never seen before. And I remember this the day awkward. of, well, I knew it was going to be awkward, which is also why I did it. Um, I remember the day John walked in um, to my office at our former job and he said, I think I have the logo the We Are For Good logo down. And he says, you know the fundraising pyramid. And right now, everybody who's listening, they've got the, you know, fundraising pyramid in their mind. It's in everybody's binder where they Uh, learned about fundraising. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That dang pyramid. And he says, what does this tell us about what we do? And he says, the way that it's sitting now, the way that we've always been taught is that the most important people are at the top. And then he takes the pyramid and he says, what would happen if we flipped it? And John takes two pyramids, puts them side by side, and it makes the W, and we are for good. And he said, this is the basis of our company. We believe that the people at the bottom are the most important because they will be the people at the top someday. And I just felt my entire viewpoint shift about the way I looked at everyone in our circle. And I think if you can tap into that, if you can make people feel seen, heard, valued at an early, early point, the way that you're going to build pipeline and mid-level is going to explode. It's really, really true. And you're giving me way too much credit because you lived this out. Whether or not you could draw a graphic about it is a different story. But I think you're dead on that the people that are paying attention to this and are finding ways at scale to engage with the masses and allow them to have a personalized experience, those are going to be the winners in 10 years because those are going to be that have this pipeline of engaged people, you know, whenever they're still giving 10 or 20 bucks. So So we found an expert and he's really like a kindred spirit already. His name is Gabe Cooper. He is going to be on in just a couple of weeks, but he launched a platform called Virtua CRM and the whole platform is designed around this concept. So truly he's like a kindred spirit, but the whole idea is how do you build automations? How do you build your development shop around making the many feel like the one-on-one? And it's a very, very powerful concept that each of us need to figure out how to leverage in our own businesses and organizations. And it doesn't cost a ton and it will not take all of your time. So that is the teaser. Be looking (laughs) for that episode upcoming with Gabe, who is a fabulous, fabulous human. Absolutely. Okay. The last one. one. This Mm -hmm. may be our word of the year, but syndication is key. And syndication almost sounds like Newsies. Becky's been like singing Newsies all week for some reason. I love musical theater and Newsies (laughs) is amazing. So... But what we mean about syndication, it kind of um, piggybacks off what we just described. It's working smarter, not harder in the way that you communicate. Becky and I are so passionate about this that we're developing a masterclass right now that will launch later this month where we are going to give you the playbook for how to do this. But the whole idea is what if everything you knew about how you communicate with your donors and all the complexities and all the channels that you need to communicate with them, it feels way too overwhelming. 
What if we gave you a playbook of how you can do that in much less time and much less energy, but it's incredibly personal. And the idea of that is syndicating content. It's making really, really high value pieces of content, really powerful, impactful interviews and stories, and then figuring out ways to parcel it out into many touch points off many different mediums. And it really is a simple formula when you break it down, but what you can accomplish is just unparalleled to what you would do if you're trying to one-off create tweets sitting around or social media posts or whatever like that. So very, very powerful tool, syndication. Yes, and we are so passionate about giving you this tool that we are going to give it to you for free. I mean, I just feel this is game-changing, and the ability to reshare content and just courageously move into these uncharted arenas to expand our community um, through Facebook Live or podcasting. Yes, we're going to be talking about podcasting for nonprofits. We think you should be doing it, and we're going to teach you how to do it. Not only does it create that consistent messaging, but it's going to save you time, so much time, and it's going to build your community, and it's going to make a passionate, rabid base of fans that are going to come along with you. So I think one of the people that I love that has preached this is Chris Fox, who is always talking about create or generate awareness, not sales. We're not here to solicit every single time. We're here to steward We're here to share impact. We're here to ask questions. We're here to listen. If we are doing it all well, it means that syndication is the only way that we are going to survive and have enough time to do it all. Exactly. So there's others that we've spoken to that do this really well, and we're going to pull that all together in one kind of cohesive plan for you. But as you look at these, this is our first five. We're going to come at you next week with another five. But I think the blanket in this, and yes, this was somewhat strategic, We've been talking about mindsets leading into the new year because we feel like you need to be in a mental place to be able to step into the unknown and to be willing to learn and grow in ways that you've not had to do yet. And so that is why, you know, we talked about growth mindset several weeks ago, and it's something that we want to be true of our company, but it needs to be true of you and your organization too. And so part of that is being open and willing to new ways of learning and new ways that you can do things better. And so we're here for that. So I want to tease what's on the horizon. We were going to share a little bit more, but we're just going to share a tidbit because it's just too good. We're going to drip this announcement just a little bit. But what's on the horizon is that our team, it really wants to help radically disrupt how um, content is shared and how ideas are spread among our industry. Right now, it's way too hard to figure out how to adopt the best practices and put them into action. And the community feels so separated from that. We have a vision to bring all that together. And we want to go with you. We want you in the same space that we can go and hustle together and do more together with the best and brightest minds in the industry. We don't want you leaving a webinar saying, what was that and how does that apply to my mission? I liked what they said, (laughs) but I have no idea how to implement it. That's the piece that's missing in professional development. And we are absolutely committed to delivering it because that's what we wanted. And so stick around. It's going to, it's going to get good. (laughs) So this is part one of 2021 trends. We're going to pack another five next week. And um, we're just going to continue this conversation. And I hope that the community just understands, John, that these are ideals 
that were curated from them and from yeah. our experts. And as we continue to grow and put out great content and curate what is the most progressive way that we can do more for our missions, feeding into community, being a part of this, including your voice and coming up to the table. Um, we want that for you. So come on over. Thanks so much for being here. We hope you feel inspired as you heard some of the trends we're watching throughout this upcoming year. If you're new here, did you know every week we share our best roundup of content, freebies, and notes heard on each podcast episode? Head over to weareforgood.com slash hello to join our mailing list, and you'll hear from us weekly with resources and tips to help you do more for your mission. If you loved what you heard today, would you mind leaving us a rating and review? It means the world to us, and your support helps more people find us and join our community. Thanks, friends. I'm our producer, Julie Comfer, and our theme song is Sunray by Remy Borsboom. Thanks for being here. Rabbit fans have always powered the We Are For Good podcast, but now Rabbit fans can get even more goodness and access by joining Good Friends. It's our listener support community for the We Are For Good podcast. Good Friends comes with perks, exclusive episodes with John and I, including The Good Brief, our new monthly cliff notes of the greatest takeaways and lessons learned from that month, and exclusive AMA episodes where we answer your burning questions and tap our community of experts. Join now or learn more at weareforgood.com backslash friends. We can't wait to see you inside. That's weareforgood.com slash friends.